What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 28 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Friday, March 5th. Um, you know, hope you guys all had a great productive week. Um, you know, shout out to everybody that's, um, you know, still continuing to grind, still continuing to push forward, um, you know, in, in these unprecedented times. Um, you know, like I, like I said last week, um, you know, if you had midterms this week, I hope you went well. I hope it, they went well. Um, you know, if you have midterms coming up like me, I hope uh, you're on top of your studying. I hope that um, you're not too stressed for them um, as uh, they are right around the corner. And, um, you know, just just hope you are getting prepared in any way um, possible, really. Um, but yeah, if, if, you know, I, I hope everybody else is uh, doing good. If you're not in school, um, I hope you're still staying sane, still staying happy, still staying positive during these times. Um, you know, I, um, you know, I really feel like we are almost there and I'm just excited to, uh, you know, see, see the, see the end of this. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, but it, and of course, you know, with every Friday, there's new music, um, and I felt like today was a great, a great Friday for music, you know, as um, we saw plenty of uh, big name artists um, drop projects and uh, various songs. Um, of course, the big one being Drake as he dropped Scary Hours 2, um, which ended up being a three song EP. Um, we also had Tory Lanez drop a uh, full length project. Uh, we had Little Dirk. Um, drop a uh, Loyal Bros compilation. Um, Denzel Curry locked unlocked 1.5. Uh, so some big names uh, dropping some projects, and then um, some singles came out from Lil Baby. Um, Pop Smoke um, featuring Polo G came out. Um, Bruno Mars and Anderson Potts uh, first first song and first single as the Silt Sonic came out. Um, What's it called? There was there was one other I wanted to touch on. Oh yeah, uh, Tyler and also Tyler the Creator's um, co-commercial song came out as well. So uh, plenty of great music uh, to dive into. Um, oh, I didn't even I didn't even mention YG's label uh, YG four hundred. They dropped a sort of Jack Boys esque um, project as they all hopped on hopped on there and did their thing and that that was honestly great music as well so like i said what a great night for music but um like i said first and foremost uh drake you know finally releasing something um you know we've been waiting for we had we got the certified lover boy announcement back in november and uh we were told that it'd be dropping in january and um you know it's uh it's been a little while of course uh drake was going through an injury and I had to unfortunately push it back, but um, this past Wednesday when he did announce that he would be dropping, it was great signs uh, moving forward for Certified Lover Boy. And um, yesterday also was the return of OVO Sound Radio as um, it it went live for the first time um, in a while at 730. Uh, we had Drake and Oliver Forty talk for, um, you know, quite some time and then uh, it'd be followed with a bunch of new songs, a bunch of uh, just songs from um, OVO, a bunch of songs that, um, you know, just has been have been popping recently. 
Um, but like I said, yeah, Drake, Drake was talking throughout. Um, of course, he touched on Certified Lover Boy. Um, as he said that it was, it's currently being chefed up, and he doesn't have an exact release date, but it's in the pop, it's in the pot, and it is coming soon. So, uh, you know, great news for Certified Lover Boy as it continues to uh, dwindle closer and closer to time uh, for it to come out. Um, um, but yeah, Scary Hours Two ended up being three songs. Of course, the first song was "What's Next." Uh, this song was recently leaked on Twitter. Um, and what a banger it is as, uh, Drake kind of just, uh, goes in the entire time talking about, um, you know, uh, where he's at, what he's been up to and, uh, with the level of fame, uh, that he has, it's always as if somebody's asking him what is next. And he kind of, uh, plays along with this as he, you know, he talks about, what he did uh, for New Year's, what he did for Valentine's Day, and, you know, I guess we'll see what is next. So, uh, you know, Drake just kind of, you know, doing what he does on this one, uh, kind of just uh, speaking what's ever on his mind. Um, and then I think my personal favorite is the second song on here is Wants and Needs. Uh, this one is featuring Lil Baby. Um, you know, I, I think the... I think if Drake wasn't spitting off uh, off beat for the first 40, 45 seconds of this song, it'd be that much better. Um, but Lil Baby absolutely destroyed his verse. Um, the beat was going very, very hard. The 808 was hitting. Um, and uh, that was, like I said, that's probably my uh, favorite song on here. The chorus, um, you know, was very, very catchy. And uh, yet again, Drake delivered... Um, with that one, and uh, for the final song, uh, Lemon Pepper Freestyle featuring Rick Ross, um, they were able to add another song to their collection of uh, great uh, collaborations as um, both of them just did their thing on this one. Uh, Drake really, um, you know, took that uh, just storytelling approach as he always does and kind of just took us through his life and uh, where he's at at the moment um, in terms of uh, a lot of things, really. I, I think that's why Drake is so relatable um, at times is, is is due to the fact that he really just touches a lot of topics. Um, you know, he, he, he does it in such a way of uh, getting to the point fast and, and kind of just speaking what's on his mind and then moving on to how maybe that has affected something else in his life or um, you know, just other things in general. And I, I feel like, um, you know, this is where we have Drake at his best, you know, when he's just speaking from the heart, speaking, uh, what's truly been on his mind and, uh, what's, uh, been going on in his life. So, um, like I said, Jerry hours two is definitely a hit. Um, I, I'm sure that this will be able to hold, uh, hold me and so many other fans over, um, until the release of certified lover boy, um, excited that OVO Sound Radio is now a 24-hour radio uh, station. So hopefully Drake and Oliver Forty will be popping up here and there on there. Um, but yeah, uh, big ups to Drake on this release, and I, I mean it just made me that much more excited for Certified Lover Boy. Um, Drake also made the news in a different way this week, um, as uh, Jack Harlow actually uh, released a uh, a video of him. Um, in a music video when he was probably, I want to say 12, 13 years old. Um, you know, it was a, it was, it was definitely just him and his, it, I, like I said, it, it looks like he's in about middle school. 
um, him just speaking, um, just spinning some funny bars when he was younger. Um, and his caption was still one of the realest shit I ever wrote. Um, and, you know, of course, everybody on Twitter was laughing. Um, but this actually um, wasn't the only thing that people were shocked about as Kendrick Lamar, who has only liked 16 total tweets since 2009, which is about one per year. He has not liked a tweet in over two years. He has been completely silent for the majority of, you know, these two years as well. Um, ends up liking this tweet of Jack Harlow um, rapping uh, from when he was a kid. Um, as well as Drake commenting um, on somebody's Instagram, um, It's Biscuit, uh, about like they they also posted the video of Jack Harlow spitting and Drake commented hard, um, so Jack Harlow and like the rest of us um, responded in a funny way saying so this is what uh, takes for this is what it takes for the great ones to recognize my work. Um, I thought that was pretty funny, um, and it, it I didn't know if this was a coincidence or not, but this actually also came on the five year anniversary of Kendrick Lamar's Untitled Unmastered. Um, of course, uh, this project is a compilation of eight demos that uh, were all unused songs from uh, To Pimp a Butterfly and um, the recording sessions during that time and the creation of that project. Um, of course, they were originally performed on very on different late night shows when Kendrick was uh you know, he was, I feel like, you know, if, if you, if you were not around the hip hop community or didn't really see the ro album rollout of, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, um, it was, it was the biggest album, um, in hip hop during this time, undoubtedly, uh, Kendrick Lamar was doing just about every show. Uh, he was on late night shows talking. He's, he was doing literally the complete opposite of what he's doing now he was on tv all the time he was doing award shows he was doing festivals uh of course we don't have festivals right now but um like i said Kendrick Lamar was everywhere um and during this time he was on various late night shows and he actually performed three of the tracks from untitled unmastered um during these during these performances um and uh you know LeBron James uh, actually tweet ended up tweeting at Top Dog, um, you know, asking if these demos um, and the rest of them that Kendrick has uh, could be released uh, as studio versions. And boom, the album was released in that suite. So, um, you know, I cannot believe it's been five years since uh, the release of this. Um, you know, I really miss the days of when uh, we could always kind of look forward to a Kendrick drop and not really have him go completely ghost for a long time. Um, I, I really also wish that more artists did what Kendrick did here. You know, he, you know, took, I, I feel like the last artist that I can really recall doing this, um, but in a different type of way was Tyler. Um, I feel like oh, before and after the Edors drop, um, he was releasing singles periodically um, with different music videos um, that like that just didn't make the cut of um, some of the projects he was working on at the time, um, but he still wanted to release them. You know, he, it was he said it was just you know uh, it was just storage on his it was just storage on his hard drive, and he wanted to kind of 
just get it out there. And I, I feel as if that's what Kendrick was really doing too. I, I mean, I couldn't even imagine being an artist and, you know, spending months and maybe even possibly years on a project, a song, um, you know, even sometimes lyrics, you know, so uh, to have to like pick and choose and really condense an album, I'm sure that's probably the hardest process of them all. Um, you know, and I, I wish that artists, um, you know, they're, you know, in that process of picking and condensing, um, once they release that, if, if they have those songs that they still want to perform, they still want to, um, allow the fans to hear and interact with, I, I wish more artists would be open to kind of, uh, doing this. You know, I feel like, um, it's just inevitable that an artist uh, of any any genre has so many unreleased songs not because uh, they're sitting on them for a possible release date but because they were working on them during sessions for from two three albums back and they're still just there you know I, I'm, I know we've seen a lot of times where artists uh, save verses and eventually um, that verse is put on a new album I, I think for example logic was on um, some sort of uh you know uh dj talk show and he had a freestyle on there and that ended up uh being i think that was in either in 2012 or 2013 and um that ended up being paradise on the incredible true story which came out two three years later so um you know i understand that artists sit on stuff and i understand that um you know they they, they don't necessarily uh you know want to put out all of their music um because of the condensing of albums and because they want the best of the best out but um at the end of the day i i, I feel like they could benefit um just from doing that you know i feel like uh you know it's it's not it doesn't have to be anything crazy it doesn't have to be like a huge single rollout where you put you know seven inch vinyls out you put little cassettes and cds you know, just release it on YouTube, release it on SoundCloud and just, you know, put it out there because at the end of the day, that's just going to correspond well with the fans. That's going to allow you to continue to grow your brand and show that, you know, yeah, I, I didn't have this on my last album or I didn't uh, decide to put this on on something, but I still wanted to put it out for you guys. I still wanted to um, allow you guys to enjoy my music. And I, I feel like, um, you know, 10 out of 10 times. Uh, that's not going to per be perceived as uh, doing the wrong thing. Of course, uh, if the song is bad or something, yeah, you might get like bad publicity from that. But, um, you know, just putting putting more music out um, in, in that type of way uh, to go a long way for certain artists, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I think Kendrick Lamar absolutely um, has the best version of this, though. I mean, he's Kendrick Lamar. He had eight songs on Untitled Unmastered that would have been somebody else's best work. So um, remarkable what he did with this project. And I, I really hope that we're able to, you know, hear something from Kendrick Lamar soon. Um, but on to some NFL news. Of course, uh, some, some quarterback news as always, as this will be the, probably the craziest uh, NFL quarterback free agency of all time. Um, as Seattle is finally growing frustrated and is no longer happy with the Russell Wilson situation, um, as they are now expected 
uh, to listen to the offers from the quarterback's preferred uh, teams, which of course is uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the Chicago Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this comes after quite quite a few weeks of Russell Wilson in his camp talking about how he doesn't want to get hit as much as he has. Um, he's grown frustrated uh, with um, you know quite a few other things in the organization. Um, he comes out with this list of teams that he wants to potentially uh, go to, even though he hasn't officially requested a trade as he has to sign the no trade clause off. Um, so it's I, I don't know if this is necessarily a tactic in Russell Wilson and his camp to force a trade and make it come off as if, oh, we're having some issues, but I don't want to be traded. But if I were to be traded, these were the you know, these would be the ones uh, the teams that I would really the teams that i would really uh want to uh be interested in you know so i i don't know if that's the tactic and then uh once a deal or something is made uh russell wilson is happy and he's like yeah i'll definitely take that you know i don't know if that's uh what he's trying to do if he's trying to put it uh put that image of um you know, put the image of him being a quarterback into those four teams' eyes and seeing if they can possibly come up with a great deal for him to come out of Seattle. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business, and at the end of the day, uh, you got to do what you got to do. So um, I would not be surprised if that is the case um, at all, and that's kind of what Russell Wilson has been trying to do uh, over the course of, you know, talking the way he has been and kind of speaking out of the struggles and what he's been experiencing in Seattle. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see, um, if these teams do reach out to Seattle, if, um, you know, a trade or some sort of, um, dialogue is met and understood and allows for a deal to be made. But I, I think, I think we can only, excuse me, sorry, uh, allow time to tell what will happen with that one. But on to some other quarterback news. Uh, ben Roethlisberger actually signed a new contract for the 2021 season with the Steelers as he willingly reduced his pay from 14 million, I mean from 19 million to 14 million um, in this final year of his contract. Um, and he also spread the cash payment through 2022 um, as this also allowed the, um, uh, the cap hit for the Steelers. Uh, to be lowered by over 15 million. So uh, now the team can definitely make some moves, uh, potentially be more competitive than they were last year. Of course, they started the season 11 and 0, red hot, um, and then kind of just went downhill from there. Um, you know, ended up winning their division in the AFC North and then uh, getting um, just derailed at home against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, on in uh, the wild card weekend, so uh, we'll see if uh, this um, recent uh, exchange with Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers allowed them to make more moves. Like I said, um, but uh, 2021 will officially be Bid Ben's 18th season with the Steelers, um, and the record uh, for the most seasons spent all with one franchise by a quarterback in NFL history is only 17 with. Um, Dan Marino doing this with the Dolphins and John Brody doing this with the Niners. Uh, so if Ben Roethlisberger does indeed suit up, which it looks like, I mean, uh, they just restructured his contract and everything. Um, and they're still going to be paying him $14 million uh, over the next, uh, you know, two seasons, of course, the cash flow is going. But, um, you know, it looks like he's going to be playing there and it looks like he'll now own that record. So 
you know, just speaks to the longevity and the great quarterback play that he has possessed over the years. Um, and into the final uh, quarterback news, um, Alex Smith, combat player of the year, um, you know, a remarkable return from injury as um, he probably faced some of the most bearing obstacles that you could ever imagine trying to return to the fields. Um, will no longer be coming back to Washington as he was released um, at Regents, um, which also saves uh, Washington $14.9 million um, against the cap. Uh, this doesn't come as much a surprise, though, as, uh, you know, a, a few weeks back, Alex Smith did speak out about his experience this past year and how it felt as if he got to the finish line and um, he was not allowed to finish the race, um, stating that Washington wasn't really supportive of his return. Um, you know, after all of the things that he went through, it, it felt like the reception and the love wasn't really there when it came to the franchise. So um, not really much of a surprise here. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he does decide to play another season. I know that there have been rumors that he will be retiring um, and uh, just hanging them up um after the combat season that he had last year but i mean he was sits in one as a starter he did put up fairly good numbers i know he is not nearly as mobile as he is and there's just a huge risk when it comes to that but i mean regardless i if he wants to suit up if he wants to even be a backup if he wants to you know just still be on a team be a part of an organization i'm sure somebody in some organization will give him that chance but if not um, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of coaching and even possibly analyst jobs uh, for a man of, you know, the the talents, the the smartness, uh, just just everything that Alex Smith does possess. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up and um, what Washington does with their quarterback situation. Do they start Taylor Heineke to start the year and uh, kind of just let him play out that two year, eight million dollar deal and. Uh, kind of assess their quarterback situation after this year? Or do they draft a quarterback early? We'll, we'll see what happens with Washington. Um, but on to some NBA news. Of course, um, the past couple of nights, uh, NBA games were all of the games that will be happening before this NBA All-Star break. Um, you know, we got some great, great games the past few nights uh, before this break as well. As um, to start it off, the 76ers on a Wednesday night beat the Utah Jazz 131 to 123. Um, you know, this was a game that saw uh, Joel Embiid just continue to dominate. 40 points, 19 rebounds, three assists. Um, ben Simmons added 17 points, six assists, four rebounds. Tobias Harris continues to. Uh, played great this year, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, we had uh, Donovan Mitchell finish with 33 points. Um, you know, Mike Conley finished with 18, and five others finished in double figures. But this uh, Sitzer's team was just too much to handle for the Jazz. <coughs> Excuse me. As um, Wednesday was actually the fifth game this season that Joel Embiid finished with at least 40 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, the rest of the NBA, however, only has a combined three games of that. So it's it's just pretty remarkable what uh, Joel Embiid is continuing to do this season. Um, but on the other side of the ball, like I said, it was not the Jazz night. Um, as Donovan Mitchell and uh, company felt as if they deserved to win that game. They that he, he personally said, we won this game in my opinion, and it's getting ridiculous. Some of the calls, some of the... 
<coughs> decisions that the refs are making. Um, as he was ejected for bouncing the ball at the official, um, and, uh, you know, the crackdown that the officials have been having on players and, you know, the calls that they've been making. Um, but to, to um, another point, Donovan Mitchell did only go did did go 0 for 10 with two turnovers in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime. Um, so I'm sure that played into the frustration leading up to his ejection. Um, but I think Stephen A. Smith hit it right on the nail as officials are cracking down uh, because of the malice at the Palace still. You know, some of these players, Donovan Mitchell um, is not just the first player to suffer from this. I, I feel as if Draymond Green is a great example, Buddy Cousins when he is on the court. Uh, some of these other players, um, you know, they're definitely suffering because of something that happened, you know, eight years ago or however long ago. And um, ever since then, the NBA and and company have just kind of cracked down on a lot of these rules, uh, not allowing, uh, you know, some of these players to um, get away with nearly as much as players used to in the past. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel as if that's just kind of the lead now. I don't really know how the lead can progress backwards into that state, uh, that they once were in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I personally, um, only caught the fourth quarter in overtime, but, and it just looked like the jazz were too caught up in the refs and too caught up in that, um, whole, like trying to prove themselves right in a way. Uh, with them and not really focused on the Sitzers and the Tasha hand. So um, the Sitzers were able to come away with the victory. Um, another another Wednesday night game, however, that was um, allowed uh, for a return home was James Harden as he returned back to Houston. Um, you know, of course, he had a uh, tribute um, that got him pretty emotional on the sideline. Um, and he was able to leave Houston with a W as the, uh, as the Nets took uh, this one, 132 to 114. James Harden finished with a triple-double, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 14 assists. Um, Kyrie Irving added 24 points in this one. Five other figures in five other players in double figures. And then on the other side of the ball, the Rockets only had eight people to begin with um, to play. But uh, in good news, though, John Wall did finish with 36 points, and this is the first time uh, he's finished uh, in back-to-back games with 30-plus points since that 2018 season. So it's just great to see John Wall healthy, John Wall back on the court. Um, and we're, we'll just see what happens with, um, you know, this uh, this um, upcoming couple seasons for the Rockets and how they kind of slowly rebuild, but not, not fully rebuild as they already have pieces in place. Um, another Wednesday night game was, of course, the Pacers versus the Cavs. Uh, as the Pacers took this one 114-111, to 111. Um, this game saw TJ McConnell have 10 steals in a wild stat line for a triple-double as he also had 13 assists, 16 points. Um, he recorded his 11th uh, triple-double um, with uh, with steals since steals became official, um, and he's also the first to do so uh, when he uh, win coming off of the bench. Um you know, it, it was it was just a remarkable showing by this man. I mean, ten steals in an NBA game. He had nine at the half, was which was the record and the most since 1972. Um, so yeah, the Pacers were able to cruise in this one, but they did have a doubleheader as they faced the Nuggets on Thursday night. 
Um, they weren't able to get it done in this one as they lost 113 to 103. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. was the leading scorer in this one. 24 points, 11 rebounds, five threes made um, as the uh, Nuggets took that one. Um, another team that had a bat-to-bat on Wednesday and Thursday night was actually the Portland Trailblazers as they played the Warriors at home on Wednesday night. Uh, this is a game that saw uh, Damian Lillard just hit another clutch shot at the end of the game to seal the victory uh, for the Portland Trailblazers as he finished with 22 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Uh, Carl Anthony also finished with 22. Um, and you had Gary Trent and Robert Covington, Covington finished with 15. On the other side of the ball, we had Steph Curry finished with 35 points. Um, and nobody, only two other players finished above 10 points. So wasn't the best um, outing for this Warriors team. Um, like I said, though, Damian Lillard, uh, clutch yet again, uh, as he did score 10 of his last 22 points in the crunch time uh, that led to this two-point victory. Um, he also hit his 29th career game tying or go-ahead field goal inside 20 seconds of a game, and that's the most in NBA history. Uh, not, no, not the most in NBA history, the most in the NBA since he came into the league in 2012-2013. Uh, so Dame time uh, continues to be a thing. Uh, Steph Curry, however, has 97 points in his last two games against the Trailblazers, and that's the most by a Warrior player over a two-game span um, versus single opponent since Rick Barry in 1974. Uh, so still some elite company for Steph, but they just weren't able to get it done on Wednesday night. And then, of course, Portland had that bat-to-bat, like I said, and they had another home game, but this one was against the Canes. Uh, they were able to also take this one, 123 to 119. Uh, Damian Lillard just did what he did again: 44 points, seven assists, eight threes made. Uh, Ennis Cantor as well: 22 points, 21 rebounds. And uh, you know, this Portland Trailblazers team is officially in fifth of the Western Conference, going into the All-Star break. What a remarkable team that this. Um, what what the, what a remarkable thing that this team continues to do, continue to win, continue to fight hard every night. Um, Damian Lillard now has five total games with 40 points and zero turnovers. That's the tied for third most all time. Of course, uh, only trailing Anthony Davis at six and then Michael Jordan at 14. Um, you know, he, uh, he also, um, that, that also ties, uh, for, like I said, the third most, um, since turnovers were first trapped in 1977, 1978. So, uh, what a, what a great stat line. What a great, uh, bat to bat, um, homestand for this Blazers team as we do go into the all-star break. Um, and another team that is playing lights out fourth in their conference are these nits as they win 114 to 104, um, on Thursday night over the Pistons, um, moved to 19 and 18, uh, behind, Julius Randle's 27 points and 16 rebounds. Uh, Payton finished with 20 points as well. R.J. Barrett, 21. Uh, just everybody everybody contributed to this one um, and this win over the Pistons. As Julius Randle is now the first player in New York Knicks history to have 800 points, 400 rebounds, and 200 assists uh, at the All-Star break. Um, and this is, uh, I mean, speaks exactly to the point of why the Knicks are heading into the All-Star break above 500 for the first time since 2012 and 2013. Um, and this is when they finished as the two-seed in the Eastern Conference, and that was also their last playoff appearance. So, um, you know, Tom Thibodeau and this Knicks team is just playing, has been playing light, lights out lately. 
Um, and I, I'm just excited to see as they're still so freaking young and they're only going to get better from here on out. Um, another Thursday night game saw the Washington Wizards squeeze a victory out over the Clippers, 119 to 117. Uh, Russell Westbrook in this one, 27 points, nine rebounds, 11 assists, four steals, 50% from the three-point line. Um, you know, just too much to handle for this Clippers team as Bradley Beal also added 33 points and seven rebounds. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, we saw Kawhi Leonard have 22 points, five rebounds, and three assists. Uh, Patrick Beverly finished with 17. Um, and uh, not really much help from the rest of their guys as the Clippers fall uh, to fourth in the Western Conference behind the Lakers, Suns, and the Jazz. Um, but some other some other game some other scores that happened over the past few nights that uh, will be the conclusion to the first half of the NBA season before this All Star break um, saw the Bulls win one twenty eight to one twenty four over the Pelicans. Um, we had the Hawks beat the Magic one fifteen to one twelve. Uh, we had the Mavericks beat OKC 87-78. Uh, we had the Hornets win against uh, the Timberwolves 134-102. to I mean, 135-102. to The Pistons were able to get a win over the Raptors 129-105. to uh, The Lakers, unfortunately, fell to the Kings without LeBron James, without AD. I touched on that last podcast, 123-120. to um, The Celtics were able to squeeze victory out over the Raptors 132-125. to uh, the Heat were able to beat the Pelicans 103-93. Uh, the Butts were able to hold on against the Grizzlies 112-111. And uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder were able to beat the Spurs 107-102 as Shy continues to amaze this season. Um, but yesterday also um, saw the NBA All-Star draft as LeBron and KD both drafted um, against each other um, in a you know, special on NBA TNT. Um, this saw LeBron James uh, pit first, and he picked Giannis, uh, and that led to the rest of his starting five being Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and the Joker. Um, and then Kevin Durant, of course, first pick was Kyrie Irving, and then the rest of his starting five would be Joel Embiid, Kawhi Leonard, and Bradley Beal. So some pretty solid starting fives um, for these teams, but... LeBron's reserves ended up being Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown, Paul George, uh, DeMontis Sabanis, and last, Rudy Gobert, uh, and then Kevin Durant's uh, reserves were James Harden, uh, Devin Booker, Zion, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Nikola Vucevic, uh, and Donovan Mitchell. Um, as you probably heard, Rudy Dobert and Donovan Mitchell were um, actually the last people taken in this one uh, as LeBron quickly clarified with Kevin Durant that this was no slander against Utah Jazz. But you guys got to understand, just like in video games, we never played with Utah. As great as Carl Malone and John Stockton was, we would never put those guys in video games. Um, I, I really don't think this is any disrespect at all. I feel like they just got caught up in the draft. You know, they're not really realizing who they're pit you know what I mean what the team is like what if there's any disrespect to them so uh, you know people just think too far into that um but in some other NBA news of course today also saw Blake Griffin and the Pistons agree to a uh, buyout as the Nets Warriors Heat Trailblazers Lakers um are all expected to be among the teams that uh, Griffin will be considering for his Nets stop 
uh, you know, happy to see Blake Griffin uh, finally be able to get out of Detroit, finally be able to, con uh, you know, kind of confer, uh, confirm a buyout as, um, you know, I, 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 it's just a, an elite talent that uh, still has so much potential, so, so, so much possibility, um, you know, to be dwindled away and kind of just shot away in, in Detroit. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up picking, where he ends up going, as he is an unrestricted free agent. He has all the options, uh, and he can choose wherever the frick he wants to go. So uh, we'll see where he ends up going um, and how he is able to benefit that team or uh, if it's um, kind of a case of him having to, uh, you know, move on uh, with his career. I, I just really think Blake Griffin has so, so much left in the gas, so, or left in the tank. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I, I have, uh, left or that's all I have for today's, uh, podcast. Um, you know, I really hope you guys had a great week. Like I said, um, I hope you guys are staying happy, staying healthy, staying safe. Um, and I hope that this, uh, weekend is, uh, awesome. I hope you guys watch WandaVision season finale. Uh, that'll be a great one. I haven't watched it yet. So please no spoilers. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys continue to listen to all the new music that just dropped. Um, and I, um, we'll be catching the all-star game on Sunday along with all the other events. So I hope you guys all enjoy that as well. Um, and like always, thank you for tuning in. Um, and I'll see you on Monday. Thank you so much.